Welcome to the Family Advisory and Philanthropy Services in Conversation with podcast series on the UBS Conversations podcast channel. Hello, everyone. Welcome to UBS On Air. My name is Sarah Solomon. And I'm Nicole Sebastian. And we're both senior strategists on the Family Advisory and Philanthropy Services team at UBS. The mission of our group is to serve as a thought partner for exceptional families. We understand that our clients' needs extend beyond purely financial. So we work with families directly to help them manage the interpersonal and emotional aspects of wealth. One way in which we do this is through family meetings. Organized family meetings held on a regular basis can provide a forum for meaningful communication and engagement, uh, which results in a disciplined approach to stewarding family wealth, educating the rising generation, and providing a foundation for expressing family values. Today, we're honored to introduce three very special guests, Mark Allen, Greg Allen, and Claire Neal. Mark, Greg, and Claire are members of a truly exceptional family who we've had the pleasure of working with over the past three years through multiple family meetings. They've joined us today to share how family meetings have been an integral part of living their family values and the incredible legacy that we know today. To kick things off, Mark and Greg, Can you tell us about how you and your family got started doing family meetings? Uh, Yeah, sure. Well, I I would say that, you know, in the beginning, it was, it was, um, it was driven by uh, a sense that we wanted the families to continue to have connectivity, uh, both for uh, overlap on, on business matters, personal matters, but, but also um, as we, decided to do philanthropy together. And we felt like <clears throat> that that having a formality around uh, uh, convening meetings with with a real sense of purpose around certain things was was um, was sort of the right thing to do for the twenty to fifty year program for our kids and hopefully our kids' kids. Yeah, and just <clears throat> going on a little bit what Greg mentioned, um, our, our family had a family business for over 35 years and, um, and we decided to sell the business in 2010. And, and after doing so, Greg and I, as second generation members of the family had the opportunity to co-mingle our resources and be part of some business in, endeavors, um, just like we had been communicating on an everyday basis with our original company. And, you know, working together for so many years gave us a lot of trust, gave us a lot of really satisfaction in getting to know your family members so well. So we wanted to use that the foundation as a vehicle to give an opportunity of connectivity, as Greg mentioned, <clears throat> to our kids, as well as achieving some other objectives, um, such as 
the foundation serves as an educational vehicle to for for the third generation and also to provide them with a platform to use so they can conduct thoughtful philanthropy efforts and really uh, develop a, a, a sense of giving in a very positive manner. I think I think we felt like, you know, like many families, our, our kids would get together with their cousins um, around holidays or, you know, weddings and funerals and, and uh, things like that. They like each other uh, and they do like each other a lot. <clears throat> but without having, um, you know, without having a specific uh, goal and objective and um, um, you know, your purpose with a, with, with, again, the formality around having, uh, uh, meetings and, and educational sessions, uh, we felt like there would be a risk that over time the family would lose that connectivity. So that, that's really was the, the, um, one of the main drivers behind it. And, um, and, it's it's uh, you know it what it's what kicked off the the initial uh, meeting and then the meetings have gone well and so they've they've uh, they've continued to to take a life of their own. That's really great. Thank you so much for sharing what these family meetings um, have meant to your family and the reasons why you've been doing them. So if we if we think back to before you had family meetings. Um, do you remember having any worries, reservations, or concerns about doing family meetings? Um, and if so, were those concerns valid in retrospect? Did any of those come true either during or after either the first or subsequent family meetings? From the planning perspective, one of the most obvious concerns that I had planning was that it's multi-generation. So we're trying to give material, present material to from 20 years old to 80 years old. And how do you present that material well and make it relevant to a variety of people that have completely different life experiences? Um, I do think that worry, it, it came true because we do have three different generations, but what I think actually came from that was exposure to how it impacts these three different generations. And to me, that was enlightening, um, hopefully for everybody. The other concern um, that I had was how do we include spouses? So not only do my mom and my aunt, they, they have such a big impact on obviously how we grew up and our moralistic values and um, that connectivity piece that we're talking about, they, they play such a huge role in that. So how do we include them um, in these family meetings and moving forward when it comes to making decisions? I also am the only one of the third generation who's married. So how do we include my spouse? And, and really, from a practical standpoint, what does that look like? And for us, um, I think what we've decided that looks like is the spouses are welcome to join. We want them to join. They may not be the primary decision makers, um, but at the end of the day, 
they bring tremendous value to our foundation and our family as a whole. And so um, we want them to have a seat at the table and we want to include them in these conversations. So um, I think for me, again, from a planning perspective, those are probably the two biggest concerns. Um, and we're still working through them, but I think we're all on the same page moving forward with those. Yes, I think from from the second generation standpoint, and Greg and I had a, have had a lot of conversation around the issue of uh, of our children's sense of entitlement and and making certain that we were raising them, if you will, but but we were mentoring them and providing the same level of responsibility that our parents gave us, our first generation parents gave us uh, when we were growing up. And, and ha- handling the responsibility of a significant uh, financial wealth is really a difficult uh, task. And, you know, on one hand, we want to retain the values that our parents talk about being grounded and having a very financially conservative style and working hard to achieve objectives. Yet on the other hand, we want to educate our children. We want them to have this uh, proper attitude of, of responsible giving. And so we're talking about sharing a foundation uh, worth millions of dollars and and, and that's a difficult conversation sometimes to have. Um, so we just, we, we just try to keep our kids going down the path of, of understanding res- what the value of responsible hard work is and the rewards that come with it and trying to keep the same values that our parents instilled to us it's it's tricky but um but it it can be done and you know to this day we still haven't told our children all the the full figure of the money of of what our family has and i thought you know at first that was going to be very difficult in these meetings but but the kids have we've kind of gotten past that the kids uh i think are just waiting for one of these days and um so because they've had that attitude, we can have the effective family meetings that we have. And I think one of the things that um, was recommended to us that we did early on that helped with this is creating a family video. And the purpose of this video is to do exactly what you were just describing, which is to lay the foundation of um, what your hopes are as both a you know, first generation and second generation of what our values um, are moving forward. And I think this video has been um, really, really helpful. And I hope it continues to be helpful to reminding us um, where those values come from and what they are. Yeah, uh, Claire, I'm glad that you mentioned the video. Uh, Before we we started doing these meetings, Greg and his wife, along with uh, my wife and and my parents got together and we created a mission statement. It, it took four hours to do, uh, which you would think that uh, 
one or two sentence idea wouldn't take that long, but but it was a very thoughtful mission statement and uh, and one that we use at the beginning of every meeting to reinstill the ideals into the family that that was tasked through that four hour meeting. And we it, it's ingrained in the video, and we certainly hope that it will be a part of every single meeting shown at the beginning of the meetings, which really sets the tone for what our foundation and our family meetings are all about. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. What I love about the, the tenor, the tone that you've set for your family is this mindset of mentoring and balancing education and responsibility and um, G3 having an opportunity to work together toward a common goal. Let me ask you another question. My question is around how your family goes about preparing for a family meeting. How do you know what's going to be on the agenda, what topics to cover, and so forth? And then maybe describe how this process has evolved or changed as the meetings have gone on. Um, this is a great question. It's a loaded question, but I think it's, it's great. Um, one of the, the starting points that I will say was probably one of the biggest hurdles that I personally had to get over for planning was figuring out how much time this is going to take and how do we get all of our family members who are all different stages of life um, to agree to one time to get together and talk. So, so first we talked about how long should this take? And, and we kind of determined this would take a day, a day and a half to really present enough material to not overwhelm, but also to make it worthwhile that everybody's going to carve out time in their day. So um, the very first meeting we were able to do in person, and, and then we've done it virtually since then, but we've determined, I said, about a day and a half. And then the next big hurdle was, okay, how do we find everyone's schedule? How do we make this work? How do we get this on the calendar? And it's silly, but um, I sent out a doodle, which is a Google-based um agenda or a scheduler that you can pull the dates that work best for everyone. So I pick a couple dates and I send it out to everyone and it actually was a great tool to really get us all on the same page and we picked a we decided a weekend was was best for everyone's schedule. So we actually did a Friday, Saturday, Sunday um, and it, it took off from there. So I worked with UBS um, and brought our family's ideas to the table of what we thought we might like to discuss. And UBS helped us to create um, an agenda, not only for this first meeting, but subsequent meetings. So what is it going to look like five years from now? What, what do we hope to be talking about? And it's fluid and it doesn't you know, that nothing was set in stone, but really it was helpful to kind of forecast where we hope to be in years from now to be able to plan what we're talking about in this first meeting. So um, we developed the topics um, both for the family meeting and then we've done um, broken off into smaller groups after that. And we've called that our cousin council and that's our third generation 
um, getting together. And uh, again, UBS has been great in helping us come up with topics um, and helping us to decide who facilitates those topics. So UBS is the main facilitator, but um, where do I step in and I lead? Where does Greg talk about things? Where does Paul talk about things? So um, they've been really wonderful in, in doing that. And our topics, when we talk about determining the topic, we really ranged from the very basics of what a foundation is and why do we have a foundation and what's the purpose of our foundation. And then we've done things about um, financial literacy for our third generation and, and really helping our third generation use this foundation as a tool to become um, wise investors and um, and utilizing our own funds well. So, and my favorite, and I think I think everyone's favorite in our family are value-based exercises. So, um, UBS has helped guide us through the kind of more emotional aspect of a, of a foundation, why we give, what we're passionate about, what drives us. And um, I love those because you really get to see a different side of people and really understand um, what people's priorities are and what they're passionate about. And it just allows us to bond better um, as a family. So I've really appreciated the just array of topics that we've gotten to get through in, in that amount of time. It's, it's pretty amazing. Um, but like we talked about, I think what was really important um, is starting these, uh, these meetings off with the video just as a reminder of where we came from and what values we should make sure that we're instilling both in ourselves and in our future. Um, and, okay, let me see, sorry, moving forward. So I think things that I would like to see implemented moving forward is just allowing um, more of my generation, the third generation, to become involved in both presenting materials, but also um, the works we do as a foundation. So we have a scholarship fund, and um, our generation is slowly have been more involved in those interview processes of listening to students speak and choosing which students get the um, scholarships. And, and so I really look forward to moving forward, um, including more of my generation. Thank you so much for that, Claire, and, and for all that all three of you, Greg and Mark and Claire, have shared. You know, one of, one of my big takeaways in listening to you is the what, the the why, the what, and the how. So why have family meetings? Um, what is the purpose and what are you hoping to achieve? Um, what to include in the agendas? And, and Claire, you have so clearly walked us through um, those considerations, what to include, and then how to organize them with so many you know, different um, family members who might be geographically dispersed and also in different life stages with different kinds of availability. Um, and so this really brings us to, um, you know, the, the, final, the final question for our conversation today and really, really believe that all of our listeners are going to uh, take away some really valuable nuggets of wisdom from all of you. Um, what have been the outcomes so far um, of really establishing this tradition of multi-generational family meetings? Because it really sounds like it's starting to become embedded in family culture and tradition. 
And a question also for all three of you, what would you each say has been a key takeaway so far? Yeah, well, I would say that um, uh, you touched on the, the fact that it is, uh, it's, it's a challenge to put meetings together. It, the, 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 the scheduling, you know, it, by itself is something that's difficult, the getting the commitment for, from everyone to carve out the time, even if scheduling uh, can work. Um, you know, those, those things are a bit daunting. And of course, the more, the more people we have in the, in the family, the, the more challenging that is. One thing that I would uh, take away uh, at this point in the process for us with family meetings is that they really are a necessary condition to pull off your objective. And, and maybe everybody, uh, any, any group may have, a, have their own uh, different <clears throat> um, objective or nuance on, on what would be the traditional objectives. But certainly for us, you know, um, promoting uh, unity, promoting a sense of purpose that is a sort of a, a common purpose of the family rather than, than um, individual, um, you know, individual paths, which, which are fine as well. And individual paths and individual goals um, from, from individual family members, not at all inconsistent with the idea that the family can have its own sort of identity, unity, and purpose. And again, I think the family meetings are a, really are a necessary condition to getting there. You, you, you can't give it lip service. And <clears throat> while, <clears throat> excuse me, the agenda uh, doesn't have to be that uh, uh, detailed or the, the, the um, um, you know, the, the topics don't have to be uh, that complex, they do have to be substantive <clears throat> and there has to be enough in there so that coming together really allows you to get deep in some areas. So um, in our case, I'd say this is all, uh, the, the common purpose is particularly uh, found its way in, in philanthropy. And um, Mark mentioned some things earlier about about how philanthropy has, has worked well for us to meet our uh, family goals. But philanthropy is, of course, uh, an activity and a goal uh, within itself. And when you try to do philanthropy, I think everybody who's, who's done much of it or given uh, their time or, or money uh, to causes very frequently, there, you, you know there's a difference and you can feel a difference between those um, activities that are, um, you know, where, where you really dig in and you understand the impact and you have some personal contact with those whom you're impacting uh, versus just writing a check, you know, sometime in the month of December every year for sort of a nameless, faceless group. And, and that, that's, by the way, not a bad thing either. I mean, I'm not <clears throat> criticizing that, but you, you definitely can find uh, more in the former. And our family meetings have been a way where, that we can really talk about some um, things that are important to us as a group 
and has allowed us, you know, to get to the heart of what philanthropy is all about. Uh, in particular, it's, it's, it's helped the younger family members who haven't had the experiences that some of the older family members have had. Um, and, you know, I would say, you know, without family meetings, the foundation and its giving would, would, would be, wouldn't really have, um, just really wouldn't have as much um, meaning and substance behind the activity. So anyway, I, I you know, the, the, the meetings are important and, and you know, the, the, the combination of, of the process that includes the meeting, uh, meeting, family meetings and the activities and the communication that goes on in those family meetings really helps the foundation uh, have purpose for our family. Well, and, and just to ex to kind of granulize, or let me start over here, just to give a specific around what Greg is talking about with the power of the foundation leading to a purpose of the family is a program that actually, that Greg uh, suggested a few years ago, and that is a college scholarship fund for senior high school students in our hometown. And the program was created and centered around uh, two points that were set out during a family meeting and, and then brought in and really resonated all the way from the 18-year-old to the 86-year-old. And now we, we conduct these scholarship interviews with these prospective students every year, and we make a decision on who we award these scholarships to every year. And most all the family members now attend either via person or on the telephone and really and set aside several days of interviews and thinking about this to, to make a selection that they know will have a great impact on a few human being lives. And so that, that is, to me, really demonstrates the power of the foundation, the meeting, the necessities of meetings, and really the purpose of, of what we're doing. And, it, and for, for me, it's such a cool thing to, to see my kids participate in this, uh, especially with my brother, his family, and my, and my father. And, and just one last note, speaking of my father, none of this would really be able to happen without 100% buy-in from the first generation. When my mom was alive, she had 100% buy-in. My father's had 100% buy-in. And, and that is a very, very critical component to pull off the uh, family foundation. And I think um, speaking for the third generation, one of the outcomes or results from the family meetings um, would be that we've broken off and created a cousin's council. And so we are we're new to this, but the, the goal is to get together on a call quarterly um, and just discuss either educational topics that have to do with the foundation and, and some personal, um, but also just have dialogue around the foundation, 
the goals, the mission, what we're doing right now. Um, and it's been really, really great to connect um, on something other than like, I think Greg said earlier, just seeing each other on the holidays or um, during special occasions. It's it's just more intentional at the end of the day. And it's it's really special to have something like that that can connect uh, your generation within a family. Greg, Mark, and Claire, you have shared so much, and we really appreciate your generosity and all of the background and stories. It's been such a pleasure to watch your family grow and evolve over the last couple of years, and we're really grateful to have been part of it. And thank you to our listeners for joining us in this very informative and inspiring conversation. Enjoy the rest of your day. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services, Inc. offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC-registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC-registered broker-dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that clients understand the ways in which we conduct business, that they carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide to them about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review the PDF document at ubs.com forward slash relationship summary. UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA SIPC.